You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I'm thrilled to introduce you to Brent Chaters, who is the Managing Director in Accenture Interactive and leads their marketing activation team in Canada. Brent is responsible for expanding and creating world-class customer experiences for their clients across marketing, customer retention, and customer acquisition. Brent, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Darian. So I've seen Accenture, and I'm sure many of our listeners have, sponsor a lot of events. We've seen the logo everywhere. But how would you, in, in kind of a nutshell elevator speech, explain Accenture to kind of everyday people who are hanging out on an elevator? Oh, man, like where to start? Like Accenture is this company of, you know, I think we're I think we're coming up to 700,000 people globally. Wow. Um, which, you know, that that in and of itself tells you that we're involved in a lot. Yeah. So, you know, if I if I had to do an elevator pitch, I could probably talk about my specific space. But, you know, we we have what's nice about it is that you know, we cut across all industries Um you know, we cut across a lot of different services. So, you know, in my space, you know, my goal is to really partner with the CMOs of uh, Fortune 500s um, and help them drive their transformation. You know, figure out, you know, what does modern marketing look like, um, how to evolve it, and uh, where to next. And that could be everything from, you know, designing your organization through to getting the right technology to the experience. That's amazing. So many of the CMOs that have been on this show, I'm sure you've worked with, um, and many CMOs that are listening might want to work with you. And, and so maybe give me experience of maybe someone you've worked with and, and what it looked like, or those that are interested in working with you. How does that work? How do they bring Accenture to their business? Yeah, I mean, it, so usually we've got, we do usually have pre-existing relationships um, with a lot of our clients. Uh, and, you know, usually when they start to engage with us, it, there's there's a problem statement, right? And, and they don't always have, you know, a clear, what do we need to get to? So sometimes we'll work with them on how to how to refine it. But it could be, you know, um, I hear this metaverse thing is a, is a big deal. What and how should I think about marketing and its role? Um, you know, very, very broad statement. Well, what does metaverse mean to you? How do you think your, your customers will engage with it? Um, where do you want to take it? You know, we start we start to work through those questions, and that ultimately comes down to here's here's where we think you need to start, which is is there a pilot that you should begin with, or is there a business case even that you need to think about, or is there an experience that you want to define around it? Um, you know, and then we also try and stretch that thinking to not just be about marketing, but where does this sit within customer care? Um, you know, how does this start to to feed into um, handoff to your sales teams? How do your employee experiences internally change as well, right? So, like, the, the idea is to be as mindful as possible about kind of all aspects across, you know, what they're trying to do. Um, and then, you know, as, as we engage, we usually have an executive sponsor. Uh, it could be a CMO. It could be a, a senior director or a VP, depending on what it is. Um, and in often cases, we will pull together three or four VPs or SVPs across a large program and and look at how that comes because like real transformation doesn't come from one person it usually comes from multiple teams coming together and then you know we'll we'll uh either provide the right the right thought leadership or the right people who can be hands at keyboard to execute and do the work that's awesome i love that hands on keyboard it's beautiful okay so accenture 
all around the world. You've got offices in all sorts of countries. What does it mean specifically to be Canadian, though? And, and maybe what have you noticed? Or what, what do people say about maybe you and your office when you're like, oh, yeah, we're in the Canadian office? And, and, and what maybe uh, kind of unique perspective do we bring to that marketing uh, sphere? Yeah, I, I, I mean, and I don't think this is Accenture. I think this is kind of how Canadians as marketers operate. Um, you know, often we have to wear multiple hats. You know, we're we're known for you know getting things done. I think uh, you know when you when you look at the skills within a Canadian marketer, they tend to be more well-rounded um, as a whole. It's just you know our our business requires us to understand a variety of aspects. Whereas if you start to look you know outside of Canada, people go very very deeply into um, you know media, into marcom, into um, you know, core advertising, like, whereas here it's kind of like, you know, one day you'll wake up, I'm wearing this hat the next day, I'm going to wear a different hat. So, you know, I, I think as a whole, um, you know, that, that is one thing that makes us different for myself personally. I also come from a B2B and a B2C background. So I, I bring, you know, both of those things together, a heavy focus on analytics and a heavy focus on, um, thinking about your audience. Uh, you know, I think B2B marketers have to be much more mindful in terms of, targeting and, and who their audiences are just because the segment tends to be smaller and you want to make your dollars work you know more efficiently um and, and i think canadians tend to be more focused on performance and outcome um as a whole which means you know we tend to tend to stray away from um you know bigger media uh generally you know you, you don't see as much discussion around tv and mass it's more focused on where is their performance and how do i drive outcome and if there is mass in it how is that driving back to an action or, or, or an activation um, as a whole? That's pretty cool. Um, do you get the chance to work with the other offices around the world on occasion to, to connect? We, we do. Um, I was actually, I was in New York uh, a couple weeks ago uh, meeting with a, a variety of counterparts. We actually had a global, global team come together, uh, which is always exciting. Um, you know, some of our clients obviously also have global footprints as well. So I have teams um that work across uh canada india new york um japan uh australia and you know that uh, just across that one client they all they all kind of come together in various ways to to service those needs um you know and i think that 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 what that gives us as well is access to a broader set of talent um but also you know brands are going international even even if they're not physically located internationally, they require that international presence. So, you know, if you want to figure out how do you break into the APAC region, you're going to need different SMAs or, or advisors in terms of what's required for um, the various countries that make up that, that APAC geography. That's awesome. What, what a neat role and job you get to play. Um, now, those that are listening maybe are students, uh, or maybe they're in marketing at the moment and wondering, how do I have the job that Brent has, right? And, and I'll often meet students, maybe they're, they're third or fourth year, or they're just graduating, and they'll often say, I want to go into strategy. And, and I'm like, I don't often think you can go from graduating to strategy. Usually it's more like implementation and, you know, you, get, you know, cut your teeth in a few areas. But what was it like for you to get to where you are today doing what a lot of people would dream of doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel so fortunate for what I get to do, right? Like, I, I, I believe if you don't wake up and you don't love what you do, 
you're not doing the right thing. And and every morning I get up and I love what I do. So I've always I've always felt very blessed for that. Um, you know, and as you talk about students, it's I, I believe it's important for us to give back to those communities. Um, and, you know, we do a lot. We actually do a lot uh, with universities and colleges. Um, we're also looking at creating, you know, job opportunity for those who haven't had the opportunity to go to uh, a university or college. We call it our apprenticeship program, um, you know, and, and effectively, you know, how do you get into it? Um, you know, very simply, you you apply to Accenture and we have what's called, uh, you know, as I mentioned, either our apprenticeship program, which is you don't have any classical training at all. You haven't gone to university and we will work with you to build those skills and, you know, effectively put you through training. I think I think Accenture spends a billion dollars a year on on training and education for people. So, you know, it's it's big for us to to foster and develop our talent. Um, and then, you know, you've also got um what we call our our interactive development program so that's for people who have gone through and graduated university or college and they're coming in with a a, a slightly more mature set of skills and you know it's designed to I, I call it the all-you-can-eat buffet effectively you try a little bit of everything in terms of what we do and figure out what you do or don't like if, if you know you want to try copywriting today paid media tomorrow and the next day you know how to implement a cms um the world's kind of your oyster and you kind of, you know, you've got two years to figure out what you want to do. You lock in and then that becomes your career track over time. So, you know, it's, it's a very mindful approach to creating both access to skills and developing that talent. Um, and I would say, you know, you probably do get into strategy very early on. Like we want you to be thinking about um, how this is going to have an impact to clients. One of the first things I love to see is can you build a business case? Um, you know, think about the impact of what your work is going to do and the outcome that's going to have for the client. And that that is good work to do. That's awesome. And, and tell me about mastering search analytics, measuring SEO, SEM and site search uh, available on Amazon. <laughs> uh, I, so, I mean, a little bit dated, but um, uh, so published through O'Reilly, uh, mastering uh, search analytics effectively you know it's the intersection of um what i love about search is people put into intent their intent into a search engine right they're like i'm looking for something I'm trying to answer a question um and sometimes it's you know what's the name of the actor in that movie to how do i do whatever to you know if you're if you're like thinking of getting a mortgage what's the best bank rate i could get um you know all, all kinds of sort of sorts of things um, and what I found interesting about that is it gives you such a, a, an insight to both quantitative and qualitative data elements to understand both, you know, what are people looking for? Where is their mass? And kind of how does that connect over a series of searches as well? And I think, you know, you've got the big players, you know, Google and Bing, but then you've also got site search. And I, I don't think, you know, organizations think often enough about how do you mine that data to understand what your consumers are, are trying to find. And, um, you know, I always love to think of like, you know, your metrics on, on two quadrants. One, you know, was it a great experience? And two, was it a successful outcome? Yeah. So, you know, high success outcome and great experience, top right quadrant, that's, that's where you want to land. If you're not nailing either of those two things, you're probably not creating a great experience. And, and site search allows you to understand where and what people are doing. And if they're abandoning, probably missing something but at least you've got the data to understand how do you improve your site yeah you know what do you need to do about it and, and evolve it 
Awesome. And I want to give a shout out. Um, speaking of education, you have your chartered marketer uh, brought to us by the CMA. Tell us about what that is and what it means to you. Yeah. So um, I, I'm fortunate enough to sit on the board for the CMA. Uh, and I also I lead our, our chartered marketer group. So, you know, what what effectively we're looking to do is is to continue to further credentialize what a marketer you know, really means. And the idea of creating a chartered marketer is, you know, somebody once said this where, you know, anybody from some part of the organization shows up and says, I can do marketing. You know, some guy from finance shows up and is like, I got this, I can do marketing. It's like, well, one, what you're thinking of marketing is advertising. Marketing is, is actually a profession and there is a variety of skills that sit in there. Um, and by getting your chartered marketer, you're effectively saying, one, I, I, I have the experience, I have the exposure to a core set of skills. This is what um, it looks like. And there's a, a high level of, of credential to it. The second thing is ethicalness, right? So from the CMA, we, you know, we firmly believe that just because you could do something doesn't mean you shouldn't. You need to think about the ethicalness of marketing, um, you know, and, and so part of that, that chartered, uh, you know, marketing um, accreditation is to also show that you're, you're really driving that ethical approach to marketing as well. That's awesome. And, and Amber Mack has been on the show before and you've co-hosted a show with her, Marketing Disrupted, which uh, is in the, uh, you know, kind of, the, you know, you, they're still relevant today. And, and so tell us about this show and, and what people could find. Yeah. So I, Amber and I did season one um, just before the pandemic. I think it was right when the Raptors won uh, uh, the playoffs because yeah. um, we had the, the kickoff right, right when they were, were having that. And I remember the parade going down the street um, and it was just chaos in the city of Toronto that day. And, um, you know, the, the idea was, you know, two things. One, let's create a great platform for Canadian marketers to be able to get international exposure. And then two, let's mix them in with international thought leaders so that it creates this draw of, of bringing both together. I, I think, you know, in Canada, we're, you know, we're very humble. Um, as a whole, you know, we're often known as, you know, Canadians being polite and, and all that. And that's great. But I also think, you know, we need to start to rise up on our platforms and say, look at what we're doing, look at how we're thinking about things. Um, and the idea was, you know, like, let's take some of our, our best and brightest in Canada and create that platform to start to elevate their voice. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think we reached across 62 countries. Um, through that, um, you know, we've had great, great listenership, um, you know, and, and Amber and I have continued to kick around, you know, what would a season two look like? And, you know, we're always trying to think of like, what are the big topics that are, are important to, to consider and, um, you know, how do you want to, to start to show up? So, you know, I, I, I mean, a lot of what we talk about through that podcast, I think is, is still relevant today, given that lens. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, question I need to ask, you mentioned this. Do we have a Prof G of Canada? Is there a marketing professor that is loud, maybe not loud, but like very opinionated, has ideas, and that people follow and, and, and maybe has authored a book or maybe has a podcast? Um, that's a great question. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone that I feel has really hit that, that international plateau yet. Um, I... You know, I think that one of the best marketers out there right now, um, and probably not a marketer, but a copywriter. 
think Ryan Reynolds is doing a ton of great stuff. Like he finds ways to be very timely about what's happening. Really, he finds a way to capture that moment um, and and creates great copy around it and and a great voice and message. Um, You know, and I, I think he's not out there saying, hey, look at what Canadians are doing. But I think he's he is doing a lot of good, both within the confines of Canada, that you know, a lot of people probably don't know about. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he's leveraging the privilege and, and opportunity that he's had to, to create opportunity for those who, who haven't. So, you know, I have a ton of respect there. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, um, you know, one of the things within the CMA we are trying to do is create that voice as well. And there is a big discussion about how do we start to create that voice also. Um, but I, I think that there's still a ton of open space for, for marketers to, um, to continue to be more on the international stage. No, hundred percent. And, and speaking of that, and you mentioning Ryan and Blake, um, his wife's amazing, uh, work, you know, kind of behind the scenes, even quiet, but probably most people don't even know about it cause it got a few blips in the Canadian press, but their investment in an amazing indigenous mentorship program, uh, right here in Canada. Um, for you as, as a center, what does it look like as you wrestle and say, how do we get more uh, diverse voices, diverse talent into the world of a center and other marketing uh, organizations? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, Accenture has been focused on diversity for a long time, like before, I hate, I hate to say this, but like before it was trendy. Yeah. And I think, you know, the last couple of years, diversity has become a, a topic. Um, it's embarrassing that it's taking kind of, you know, the collective world that long to figure it out. Um, but one of the things that that lured me into Accenture was that there was this push for um, inclusion. When we talked about diversity, we actually talked about inclusion first and then diversity second. Because um, it, it, it's about creating opportunity for others and intersectionality is such an important thing. Like you can't just say, well, somebody is one, you know, one, one race, one gender, one whatever. Like you're kind of made up of a variety of pieces and Accenture really does try and, and look and understand that. Um, and, you know, where I've been fortunate enough is that it's also given me an opportunity to kind of create platforms to drive more inclusion diversity. So it's not just what Accenture is doing, but also, you know, we're, we're creating a network of partners that we are working with to look at um, how we can drive better inclusion diversity in the community. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, leveraging other partnerships within, you know, I, I myself come from an Indigenous background, so I'm also the ERG sponsor for that. But we're looking at um, how we create opportunity for Indigenous. We're doing the same thing through um, our Black ERG. We're doing the same thing through our, our Asian ERG. Uh, we also have a men's and a women's ERG. So you know, we have an LGBTQ um, ERG. And, you know, in each of those, we often partner together and we think about, like, how do we how do we reach out and extend not just what Accenture is doing internally, but through our client base and our partners and, and the relationships that we have to, you know, just for, for me, the aspiration is how do I make this just a better world for my children to inherit? That's amazing. Uh, and for you, kind of when you're watching kind of from your perspective, you get this great vantage point of being with CMA, being with Accenture kind of being in the trenches with clients and coming back out and working on the strategy. What are you excited for this next season? What kind of trend are you seeing or what sort of kind of like maybe it's new tech or something that you're just excites you about kind of what's what movements you're seeing around the world? Yeah. I, well, I mean, I think there's two things. One, one, and it's, it's, it's an unfortunate one, but I think burnout, burnout is a very real thing. 
Um, you know, the, the pandemic has been hard, especially on marketers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that we're, we're actually seeing as a trend is that there's a higher level of attrition mm-hmm. um, within marketing um, compared to other parts of the, the business. Um, and, you know, part of what's driving that is this heavy shift towards digital has ratcheted up the speed and pace at which marketing has had to, to operate at and has really become the gateway uh, to clients. It's also put, you know, a, a second level of pressure to drive numbers and revenue uh, for their business as well. There's been a, a heavy reskilling. And then, you know, add on top of that, uh, you know, you've got kids who are working from home, you're trying to balance a family, you're trying to balance um, everything else. Work doesn't really leave because it's, it's, it's always there. You literally just turn on your computer and, you know, they're, it's never there. So it's easy to be like, well, I would be commuting right now. So I'll work till seven. I'll flip open my laptop on the weekend. Um, so bur- burnout is a very real thing. And I think, you know, as, as the world is starting to open up again, uh, I'm hopeful that, you know, um, uh, people's well-being, their mental health is is something that is top of mind for a lot of leaders. I know it's certainly something that I, I and, and our leadership team continue to look at. Uh, so, you know, that that is a big thing. And then, you know, outside that, you know, we talked about the metaverse. Uh, I, I And I actually think if you decouple what metaverse is, it's not just about VR, it's about the intersection of blockchain, AI, um, different different channels and, and the intersection of uh, the physical and digital world. You know, all of those elements are certainly hot. Uh, you know, blockchain has been hot for quite a while. I think you continue to see um, organizations that are, are focused on uh, purpose a lot more as well. I think customers have gotten a lot more savvy and it's not just good enough to be like, this is my bank or this is my, my telco or this is my grocery store. But you know, how are they showing up in, in a purpose-built world? Uh, so a lot of organizations have to think about how purpose and brand and experience start to intersect, uh, which means that marketing, you know, we were talking about marketing is not just advertising. Marketing means now if you're at, at the grocery checkout, how are you showing up and, and making sure that consumers understand, you know, we're, we're working to a, a green policy mm-hmm. and this is what it means and, and you know, educating them at, at point of sale or, you know, trying to reduce carbon footprint by, reducing the amount of packaging that happens, um, you know, and, and helping driving consumers. And then also think about who their partners are in that ecosystem. Marketing starts to play a, a role in this, which means, you know, as we think about trends, it's also the CMO is no longer just marketing, but a partner across, you know, the CFO, the CIO, the CTO, um, et cetera, et cetera. And as they, as they partner, they have to be thinking more business oriented and not just, you know, what the brand is, but the outcomes that they're looking to drive. Uh, and then there's also a heavy push on automation. You know, how how do I allow my marketing organization to do more strategic work and then move things to, to automation? People are worried about AI taking away jobs. AI is not taking away jobs. AI is allowing, you know, organizations to scale and they're building their their talent base to be able to run against that at, at a significant speed and pace that they wouldn't be able to do if they didn't have it. So it's it, there's, there's less risk of a job disappearing, more of a, how do I allow people to do work that, that is more fulfilling to them? 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, serious question, being a parent, do you feel you have an advantage being a parent about the metaverse because you've uh, observed such things as Roblox, Fortnite, Minecraft? Uh, um, I feel like my kids are addicted to, uh, to Roblox. Um, and, the, the, uh, the OG metaverse, I would say. Oh, totally. Or, totally or Second is. Life. Let's or, talk about Second Life. That Second Dwight, Life. <laughs> that Dwight entered as yes. himself in an office episode, which was, again, maybe that's the OG, you know, that's the original, original of uh, Metaverse, but then Roblox took over because Second Life did not work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, or, well, Pokemon Go, yes. right? Like, that was that was a great, like, that was a phenomenon that came. And did you went, get hooked? Like, did you get into it? I, I mean, I, I caught a couple Pokemon in our office for sure. Yeah, I got way into it. I spent money on that. I will admit, I have no shame in it because I live in Fort Langley and we have this place up the way because they took over an old map of this kind of quest game. And so I live yeah. by a historic fort, Fort Langley, which is near a museum, which is near some statues. And so it was these three kind of like, I can't remember what they were called, but the places where you would battle. And so it became this very popular nest area. So anytime I drive up there or walk up there with my kids, there'd be like maybe 20 or 30 people all there catching. It was awesome. It's, but see, like, that's that's so amazing because, oh. like, that, 
like that to me is the intersection of that digital space and that physical space coming together and you can you, you actually create a community so you know you start going there enough and you start seeing people you're like pokemon you're like yeah pokemon and like you 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 start to like bond with people yeah. in real life in 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 a real life yeah, yeah. like I, I like that's the stuff i love um you know it, it's and i think it's got it's got to be more of that yeah. so you know, i mean my my kids are are you know younger yeah. um so eight and four um but like the the adoption of technology that they've had over the last two years as well has just been insane it's wild um but even so, geocaching yeah, I, have you have you tried geocaching recently with the new app? so I, I mean i was doing geocaching back uh probably like eight nine years when you ago. needed just it was a gps only now it's yeah, got, yeah, yeah 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 that's amazing um you know, and you leave something for someone else and they like, and I love that idea of like, you don't know what you're going to find as a little treasure, yeah. but there's that, what you're going to get kind of what you're going to leave. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and that, that, that again, that, that creates that kind of like sense of awe that, uh, that you could have. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I've always kind of been on that front end of, of technology. Like when, uh, Oculus came out, I, I got a quest, um, in the early days and uh i remember you know getting my wife to try it and uh my in-laws were over and everybody put it on and they were playing the batman game and like they put it on they're like i'm batman like this is crazy oh yeah like i feel like i am i am in gotham city yeah and i am batman so you know like the immersion you know certainly changes yeah um but i also think you know you want to watch out and make sure that we don't lose that what we were talking about like that that connection in real life as yeah. well because yeah. that's that's just as important yeah like i uh random fact i i sometimes officiate weddings and i've, I've done many of them and i officiated a wedding i remember people who met on world of warcraft and they met and they fell in love and and so there's this old tradition where you tie your hands together at a wedding as a symbol of being tied you know so it's where tied the knot comes from and i tied yeah. their hands together with a video game controller because they just that's where they met and it just meant so, so much cool. to them um, that is so cool. Do you remember? Okay, did you ever were you into games as a kid? Do you remember Sega Genesis? And they yeah, I was, up, uh, you were either a Nintendo family or a Sega family. Yeah, yeah. we were so, a Sega family. So I, I was a Nintendo family. So we had, we had the gun and the trackpad. But my friend Calvin Cadwallader had the Sega Genesis, and he had a glove. And we went to his house one day, and he and a glove had just come out, and you could touch things and move around on the screen with this thing. I, yeah. I think the, the Genesis since. <laughs> No longer well, exists. Nintendo. There was that movie, The Wizard, with yes, uh, Fred yes. Savage. Were they promoting? And yeah. It was going to the Nintendo. It was the Nintendo thing, the Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah. That was like it was just a an hour and a half commercial for oh, yeah. that that paraphernalia. But yeah, it was. Uh, any kind of guy, and you're like, ah, it doesn't doesn't quite yeah. work the way. But like you know, again, I think that was a start of like spatial recognition yeah. and you know, kind of how you start to engage in in different ways with the yeah. medium. Yeah. Right. Like I also think that that like to me that was a turning point of digital just being you know a, a thing that people engage with mm -hmm. to starting to create a palette that can actually create like an art form. Yeah. And and I I you know you, I don't want to get into NFTs. I, I there's a whole whole thing about NFTs. But like you know I'm I'm watching people now in VR space create art that yeah. only exists in this digital platform. Yeah. Um. You know Photoshop. For the longest time, you know, as a, as a graphic designer, wasn't given that same recognition as somebody who would use a traditional canvas. Yeah. Now all that is starting to change, right? Like, what what is digital art? Yeah. Um, 
you know, has, has, has evolved significantly over the last 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, no one's really bought any of my Microsoft Paint things I've done, but, you know, one day maybe. I used to love Microsoft I, Paint. I fiddle around on you, it so much. Just, just you got to find the right market for it. Does it exist anymore? Like, can you, like, I, I have a, a, a MacBook, so I'm like, but on a PC, can you get Paint? Microsoft Paint? I'm, sure, I'm certain. I'm certain. I'm certain it's got to be there. It's they, a classic. It's a classic. It's like, my, it's like Minesweeper. Like, Minesweeper, is Minesweeper still on a PC? I wonder. That's wild. Um, Brent, favorite marketing book or business book that you recommend to your uh, people you love? Oh, so I, I'm, I'm not going to answer that with a, a business book. Um, yeah, I, cause here's the thing. I think, I think when you live and breathe it all day long, you want to find inspiration from outside. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, one of the things my daughter really got into through COVID was, uh, magic. So she started doing these like online magic lessons That's awesome. and, um, you know, I'd sit there and, and, uh, learn, like try and try and learn what's going on and then like work with her on, on the tricks. And she's gotten really good. I, I, I should not do any, any magic, but she, she has a couple that like will dazzle, mm -hmm. dazzle people. And, um, you know, as she was getting into it, she started to like look on YouTube and see other magicians. And there's this guy, Nate Staninforth, um, who, uh, fantastic magician. He had this online course that she wanted to try out. And, um, it, it, it's, it's focused on how to produce an illusion. So it's not about learning a trick. It's the thought that goes into illusion. And, you know, as I sat there and, and watched it, I thought, man, like this like so applies to marketing as well. Cause he talks about things like the, the funnel of attention. So like in a magic trick, you basically kind of create this funnel and, you know, people are focused on what's happening within that funnel and, you know, the funny stuff, the magic happens outside of that funnel. So you, you, you got to figure out like where and how are people focused and then you draw their attention back out and, you know, the illusion has happened. And what I love about it is he also, like, you know, Magic's an art form. Like it, it's not just about like how do you create a trick, but like it's about creating a narrative, a story, um, and kind of you know as I start thinking about like how do all these things intersect, I'm like that's that's marketing. Like that's what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to think about you know how do people get something done? How do we help influence a decision? How do we create you know and connect a story and, and an art form to it? Um, you know, and so as as I as I listen to uh, uh nate's webinar on this yeah. i was just like man there's just like so much that that i can learn and apply that i hadn't thought about so you know i i encourage people to like think outside of of the traditional books um you know grab grab some if you want to get deep into it but yeah. like find your inspiration outside like that that's where innovation comes from right yeah. instead of like conformity of the same old same old that's awesome that's really cool take take an improv class maybe yeah, I, I mean, one of, one of the girls on my team took an improv class, and it was just a great way for her to build her presentation skills. Yeah, and it gave her confidence as well. Where like you've got a client, like, what about this? And she's like, I've done improv. I now know how to like respond to something and deflect and do, yeah. you know, all this other stuff. So you know, like, there's just there's a ton of skills that you can build outside that are both fun, yeah, um, but round you out in in different ways. That's amazing. You ready for a few rapid fires? Let's do it. What was your first ever job? Uh, gas station attendant. Night owl or early bird? Night owl. Forced to be an early bird now. Yeah. Cat or dog person? Dog. First thing that you ever marketed? 
probably a garage sale where I was like selling a bunch of GI Joe toys awesome. in the neighborhood. Uh, dark or milk chocolate? Uh, I kind of love both. both yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, favorite word right now? Favorite word? Um, fortunate. Uh, was the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? Uh, so, I mean, uh, uh, there's been a variety of indigenous ones. Um, you know, partly, as I mentioned, my, my personal background is uh, Métis on my mom's side. Um, it, and we're on a rediscovery. Like I grew up, I, I, I grew up in, you know, as, as a white kid, um, I was always encouraged to not talk about my indigenous heritage and, um, so we're kind of going through a rediscovery. Like I, I met with my mom passed away, but her sisters were in town a couple of weeks ago and they're also going through a rediscovery. And we talked about how societal worlds have changed. Um, so, you know, I, I, it's become a bit of a, a personal passion for me in the last little bit. That's awesome. I think, yeah, I, I think we have similar experiences. My, yeah. When my grandpa passed away, I think my family discovered that he had kept this hidden from all of us and, and discovered the scripts and uh, you know, which is the Métis birth certificates and it's, it's, it's wild. It's yeah. I mean, it's it, the more I learned about it, the more it's actually a more common story um, than one would think. It, and it makes sense when you start looking into the history and everything that's happened. But yeah. um, you know, and and uh, I, I think it's important to acknowledge you know kind of all aspects. Like I don't just consider myself Métis now. It's mm. it's one piece of yeah. what makes up my my past heritage. It's it's certainly in my DNA. But I also want to learn about that that lost heritage. Yeah. What's a movie that you just love? Uh, um, I think anything by Christopher Nolan yeah. is usually, nice. you know, like yeah. a lot, like just could watch, yeah. uh, Inception I thought was, you know, brilliant. Yeah. Um, awesome. you know, I, I, I think, uh, uh, what was the one? It was like Hugh Jackman, uh, and Christian Bale. It was like Batman and Wolverine where they were magicians. Oh, uh, the prestige. The oh, prestige. Yes. 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 Oh yes. man, that's oh I yeah. Was, yeah, nice. Good call. Yeah. Um and, and I remember like the first movie that made an impression on me was Backdraft. Like yeah. uh it was the first time where like the hero died and I'm yeah. like, what? Like how how does this happen? Like, you know, super blockbuster, yeah. but um totally unexpected in terms of like narrative. Yeah. No, for sure. No, it's yeah, great movies. Um, favorite song or album on repeat right now? Uh, uh I'm I'm a bit of a slave to what my kids have, so mm -hmm. sometimes it's some cocoa melon stuff. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, my oldest loves the Weatherman, mm -hmm. um, which is I think it's going to be like the catchy summer tune. Okay. Um, as a whole, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd say those are those are probably the big ones. Awesome. Uh, if you weren't doing... if, if if it was up to me, it'd be like ACDC yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. But you know, <laughs> yeah. But who's in the car? And yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. Um, if you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing with your life? Um, I mean, I, I think I'd probably still be doing this. I, if not a teacher, yeah. you know, I feel like something that, that would keep, be given back to the next generation. That's awesome. Uh, app on your phone, you can't live without. Uh, I mean, for work, I, I'm, I'm affixed to email, yep. uh, for personal Reddit. Yep. Um, you know, just constant barrage of like new and surprising information yep. all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, favorite children's book? Favorite children's book? Um, 
my daughters and I have been reading a lot of the Paper Bag Princess yes. right now. Yeah. Um, my oldest has been reading Bone, which is more yeah. of a, yeah. a comic graphic novel. That's a great one. Um, and uh, we've also been reading Dogman, yes. which uh, yes. has been They're great. Has, has, has been um, surprisingly, you know, interesting. You get to flip uh, the pages in terms of, for the motion. Yeah, yeah those are those are yeah. always fun. No, that's wild. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. Um, best thing you ever bought for under ten dollars? Say, I ever bought under ten dollars? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, so it wasn't for me, um, but I would say uh, it, it was for my mom. It was uh, a lime uh, crushed soda. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it was, you know, she was, it was right. Like she, she probably had a few days left mm -hmm. and the only thing she wanted was a lime crushed soda. And like, I remember that. And it was, uh, um, she could only take a couple sips of yeah. it. And, but like, it just, it was one of her dying wishes she wanted. And wow. like, I'll, I'll always remember that. That's really special. Part, probably part nostalgia part, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's and, and whenever I see a lime crushed soda now, I'm always like, I want to, because they're not, they're not that popular. Yeah, so no. when I see it, I'm like, just brings back that memory and I buy one. That's awesome. Um, last question. What is the most important thing you ever changed your mind, your mind about? Um... So if you ask my wife, it would be about getting married. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, 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 I had told her that, uh, um, you know, I think it's more important to have that commitment and the ceremony is, is not as important and, you know, committed is committed. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked about it and, you know, what was important was that it was the, the declaring that commitment mm -hmm. publicly. It wasn't about having like a big ceremony, but it was about making that, that, public declaration um as a whole and i think i think that that was important yeah that's awesome uh brent thank you for being here today sharing so much this is uh we talk for hours here on all these topics and go deeper into each of those things but it was a real thrill to have you and to introduce you to the community here yeah thanks darian for for both having me here but also for being such an advocate as well right when we talk about creating that platform for marketers i think you know you're you're doing more than your part and and very much respect everything you do. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, thanks for everyone for joining us today. This is Marketing News Canada, Brent Chaders, Accenture. Uh, check them out. Where can people find you online if they want to uh, read more about you or, you know, outside of the podcast, of course, and your book? Yeah. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Brent Chaders. Not a lot of us should be the only one out there. Perfect. Uh, Twitter, yep. uh, my handle is Brent Chaders. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, it, you find me if you uh, do a quick Google yeah, search. Yeah. Uh, I'll, all over yeah, any of those yeah, things will yeah. probably connect. Fact, your fax number, number will pop up. Your pager number. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I want to bring that back. I wonder if I got a fax machine and a number. If anyone would fax me. Well, of course. Or a pager. I would send you a fax. Would you? I would, I would send you a fax. I would page you to be like, hey, a fax is coming through. Or do you remember? Um, what was it? Was it Woof? Was it Woof that? Uh, Woof. Remember, remember the the what's his name? The the guy the Ryan on uh, the Office. He created this technology. He was trying to pitch this technology where you would, you would send one message and it would go to send a fax, send an email, send a phone call, send a text, 
and we do it all in one go. It was, it was, it, he was way ahead of his time. Yeah. I, I feel like you need your ICQ number in there as well. Yes, ICQ, of course, of course. Oh, I loved ICQ. Um, Brent, thank you again for being here today, and we'll see everyone next time on Marketing News Canada. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.